Abundant blessings. This is Wynell Freeman, and welcome to my podcast. It's morning all day long. It's never too late for a fresh start. It's morning all day long. Let's talk. The task of beginning again can be challenging, especially when the preceding circumstances have not been favorable. In those moments, we are prone to question our course of life, disconnect from purpose, and even become immobilized by the fear of starting over. Fresh starts, though, are essential to life. They challenge us to see change as the catalyst for new adventures and they persuade us to forget what's behind and press toward what's ahead. Let's look at the beginning. Genesis 1 says, at or in the beginning, or at the beginning, God. We understand that Genesis is not the beginning of God. It is the beginning of time that introduces us to an everlasting alpha and omega eternal, God with no beginning, no end, timeless, unchanging, the immutable God. We can call him, again, the eternal. David said it like this in Psalm 90, verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, my, 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 you are God. Now, although God is outside of time and he is not constrained by the process of cause and effect, he acts within the history of time to the fulfillment of his purpose. Again, the everlasting, the eternal. He introduces himself at the beginning as the creator of heaven and earth. He made it from the Hebrew word bara, means from nothing. He shaped, designed, originated the form, gave it its contours, determined its nature, and he set things in place at the beginning. Only God can be credited with creation because only he can start with nothing and produce something. Genesis 1 and 2, though, shows us the condition of the earth at some point after the original creation. Because it reads, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, these are not the conditions of Genesis 1 and 1, because God did not create a chaotic, formless wasteland. 
to say that he did contradicts his intrinsic features that we find revealed in his word. Deuteronomy 32 and 4 says his work is perfect. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says he's not the author of what is confusion. Isaiah 45 and 18 says God did not create the earth in vain, or that word in the Hebrew means he did not create it without form or void. He formed it to be inhabited. By referring to the term created, we see that God is, again, the originator of the form the contour, and the nature of the earth. At the beginning, there was an orderly flow, and everything created by God had within it what was designed, what it was designed to do, and it functioned accordingly. But when the earth became dark, void, from the Hebrew word koshek, which means it was in obscurity, Difficult to understand, perplexing, baffling, unrecognizable, and things were hidden that God created to be seen. What God created had lost its ability to know what it was made to do. So what do we do when things go awry? What happens when the original plan changes form? What do we do? when things no longer look like they did for us at the beginning? Do we just leave things in ruin? Do we just throw in the towel as a token of defeat? I wholeheartedly believe that Genesis 1 was intentionally written in its form, not only to show us the authority, creative ability, and the sovereignty of God, it also serves as a template for us of what to do when things look hopeless. God, by example, shows us that fresh starts are the way to defeat the enemies of our existence. Like everything else God made, you have been designed by the creator with everything you need to function within your purpose. It's within you, but we all experience situations that literally leave us dark, void, and without form totally unrecognizable, not resembling at all the original intent of the creator for our lives. At times like this, you and I have a decision to make. Do I remain in this state or do I dare to rise up in opposition to the current conditions? We've got to make a choice. If we will follow the pattern of the eternal The answer is absolutely not. We will not remain in the conditions that we currently see. If we follow his lead, we will determine within ourselves, this is not the end. You need to say that to yourself. This is not the end. Yeah, you have a say. You have a say in this. A fresh start begins with how we think. Yes, new realities are birthed in the mind, but they take shape by our speech. New realities are birthed first in the mind, but they can only take shape by our speech. And so we see in the Genesis 1, and the Spirit of God move. The first operative faculty of God we read about is his mind. That word spirit, ruach, 
means the breath, the wind, the mind, the thoughts, the prophetic spirit. The spirit of God is his mind. In view of this truth, we draw the conclusion that creation began with a thought. And the recreation is thought played out by speech. When God's voice declared his mind, the chaos ended. The formless wasteland took shape. His thought determined speech turned chaos, complete disorder, confusion into the cosmos, a well-ordered system. <laughs> to dispel the darkness, look what God did. He spoke four words, let there be light. That statement went further than light simply coming forth. It put light in a perpetual state of being. He said to light, occupy this position. Light exists. Light prevail. What does that word prevail mean? He said to the light, prove more powerful than the opposing force of darkness. Now remember, this light was not the light of the sun because that did not come until day number four. This let there be light. When you look, look at the Hebrew word, ore, which means let there be morning. <laughs> let there be a fresh start. Let there be illumination, clarification, explanation, revelation. Let there be an, the ability of interpretation so everything would know and function in the purpose for which it was intended. Let there be discovery, understanding, awareness. Let there be edification. Let there be information. Let there be knowledge. Let there be a revival, a renewing, a stirring again. Let there be an improvement in the condition or strength of those things that are. Let there be an active force that comes forth now that shifts everything into a fresh start. Oh, it's the same word, let there be light, that we use in number 625 in the priestly blessing that says, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and the Lord bless you with his peace. Ecclesiastes 1, the same rendition of this word, says the wisdom of man lights up his face. The light was God calling things into visibility. Light, it rules the day and the night. Evening and morning make a day, not a night. So when we follow God's flow in Genesis 1, a fresh start demands that you call for it. You must decree a let there be. By the breath of his mouth, the word says, the worlds were formed. His words were the containers of his life force, and it is the same for us. In the midst of pandemonium, because he called for it, he spoke, his sound went into the environment. In the midst of pandemonium, there came motion, and motion is the essential element of change. If anything is going to change, you've got to move it, and you've got to move it by the power of your mouth. The sovereign ruler 
our God shows us. He usurped the authority over the matter by announcing the alteration of everything that he saw. He revamped the situation with the power of his words. Watch it. Prior to every and God made or and God saw, there was first and God said or and God called. So now we see the say it, see it principle in action. Twelve commands from God became the public performance of his private ruminations in his mind. Since 12 is the number of divine government, we can safely conclude that God handled the chaotic conditions of the earth as a king who rules by the power of his mouth. So now, the template for fresh beginnings have been set. You set the tone to your restart with the power of your voice. Now, imperative to our understanding of voice power, we have to investigate sound. As a, as a noun, sound is defined as a particular auditory effect produced by a given cause. It is any audible, listen, vibrational disturbance. As a verb, it means to give forth sound or to call or to summons. We have to understand that our sound, sound period, is a potent force with limitless creative capability that influences matter. Sound generates and maintains form. It has waves that never entirely disappear. Every sound ever made still echoes. Even the human body is a symphony of sound and vibration. Every part of us has its own frequency. And one off note within the framework of its systems causes a derailment of harmony. And the fallout is called disease or dis-ease. <laughs> Whenever something upsets our vibration, the fallout is called disease or disease. Speech is the articulation of sound. Before there was a written text, there was the voice of the eternal. <laughs> In Genesis, he introduces us to his sound. After the original creation, earth was left in indistinguishable ruin. Just repeating now for, for our understanding, this complete disorder and confusion in its raw form, points to an uncertain end. Only an intervention by the government of heaven would assure its recovery. Job 22 and 28 tells us, you shall decree a thing. You will say it out of your mouth, and it will be established for you, and the light will shine on your way. God said at the beginning, let there be light. He decreed it. It was established and light. Amplified Bible of that same verse, Job 22, 28 says, you shall decree or you shall decide that thought, a thing. You shall decide a thing, your speech or your word, and it shall be established. That means it will rise to stand. It will be fulfilled and it will be accomplished. But you have to open your mouth 
and make the decree. Words originate in the spirit realm. The spiritual energy they carry is determined by the speaker. Negative words powered by evil forces are laid and hatched in the mind by satanic suggestion. And we must be careful because intending to sabotage the future outcome of circumstances, these enemies of the soul understand voice power and the strength of agreement. So they work to frustrate their target, that's you and me, into a state of hopelessness and are fully aware that their diabolic schemes will remain impotent without the accord of the speaker. You have to come into agreement. Once despair, once despair has set in and the heart becomes full of pessimistic notions, our mouths begin to utter the cynical ponders of our mind. And these become the energy by which opposition to a God result is fueled. <laughs> On the other hand, for words to transport the power of God, there must be a repetition of what he has already declared. When our minds are saturated with his words, we will articulate his promises and unleash his power. This act of confession places a demand. When you confess, when we decree, it places a demand on the spirit realm to produce in the natural that which God has already spoken and accomplished for us. Positive confession, come on, it's important to your fresh start. It's an ingress. In other words, it's a means of access. By releasing spiritual laws to rule over natural things, these formal statements are the doorway to the future and the portal to opportunity. Persistent, purposeful confession. Listen, persistent, purposeful confession hijacks the mind, alters its wandering course, and leads it to a preordained or preordered destination. When affirmations align with the potency of God's word, it brings resolve to flustered emotions. Confession, then, is the entry to a time of peace. Remember this, morning does not begin when the sun rises. A new day unfolds at midnight. So the confession you speak in the dark, didn't we see God do it in Genesis 1? When things were dark, void, and without form? The confession you speak in the dark will manifest in the light. As you declare the word of the Lord, each new day will submit to your mouth. Listen, your day has an ear. It's listening for direction. Tell it what to do. Declare your new day. Declare your new season. Declare that the dark void and without form has to change by the power of your mouth. Every structure in the earth is affected by sound. Words are the supporting structures of our world. If you speak negatively, you create environmental toxins. The confessions we make either back our faith or they will prove our fear. What's done at the beginning is the template for our fresh start, for our new beginning. Let me share with you some words from this little poem that I wrote. 
Speak the word only, only the word. Proof that his voice is who I heard. Repeat, reiterate, retell, restate. Parroting my father, agreements make. Speak the word only, only the word. Altering systems from dimension third. I say it, I see it, I speak and it be. The outcome of what he has said about me. Speak the word only, only the word. Changing, arranging, facilitating a merge. On earth, the same as in heaven one till what's spoken in eternity in time is done. We'll talk again real soon. I want you to open your mouth and decree that it's morning all day long and I can have a fresh start anytime by the power of the words from my mouth. Talk soon.